That's what the word of the Lord says. That those who believe God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Would you rather have a lollipop or would you rather have the things of heaven? So we're going to get rid of this lollipop and if you pay attention to the word of God, you will receive blessings from heaven that no lollipop can match. Amen? God's desire, it is God's heart and his desire to richly bless each and every one of you spiritually and in every other way. God wants to enhance our spirit man. And if we pay heed to the word of God, if we give ear, if we incline our ear to the word of God, God pours into us, imparts into our lives that which is already blessed and becomes a blessing. Amen. His word is blessed. The word of God is alive and is blessed. It is rich. And so as you intake, as you hear the word of God, as you allow the word of God to come into your heart, into your soul, into your mind, as you get it inscribed into your heart, you're getting blessed. You're getting blessed. You're getting blessed. And so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. This morning, we want to look at uh, Isaiah chapter 27, verses 2 and 3. And the word this morning is a moment in time. A moment in time. Isaiah chapter number 27, verses number 2 and number 3. It says, In that day... A vineyard of red wine, a vineyard of wine, sing it. Here it says, in that day, sing ye unto her, a vineyard of red wine. I, the Lord, do keep it, the vineyard. No, stay, stay down in two and three. I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every moment, least any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. This morning we want to focus on every moment. Moments. What is a moment in context of time? What is, what is a moment? It's, it's a period, it's a short period of time. It's an interval of time that is brief. There's no, it's indeterminate. There's no definition. When I say to you, I'll be with you, if you come to see me and I say, I'll be with you in a moment, what does that mean? That shortly, very shortly, I'll come and be with you. And when you want to meet with someone, there should be an expectancy. Because you have a reason to meet with someone, there should be an expectancy in meeting with that person that when you meet with that person, something is going to transpire. Amen? So you're the moment. I'll be with you in a moment. You know, the Lord never says, I'll be with you in a moment. He says, I am. I'm right here with you right now. But we are the ones who need to get ourselves into that moment of time with the Lord. There's moments in a big game when that 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 make that change things. A big moment when 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 that receiver catches that ball in the end zone. That's a moment that changes things. The score increases. The game is changed because of that moment of reception in the end zone. And the word of God, when we take hold of the word of God, 
It's a change taking place. It's a moment of change, of something happening. We're not going to be the same. The situation and circumstances are not going to be the same. The word moment comes from the word momentum, which means a cause of motion or motion. It's an action. A moment means that in a moment of time, in a period, a short period of time, something is happening. Something is about is not about to happen. Something is taking place, is happening. Something is going, being put into motion, being activated. A moment, when you really think about it, a moment means it activates change. A moment of time that activates change in your life is a moment. It activates change. And we can look back over our lives, every one of us, And we can look at the times and the days, the moments, the moments within the day that changed our lives forever. Moments, experience that we made, every decision that we make comes in a moment. You gather all the information and everything is set before you and then you have a decision to make. And the moment you make that decision, it changes the course of your life. It changes the path that you're going to go on. And so, in a moment, decisions are made that forever change your life, the course of your life. Moments are life-changing decisions that come into your life. Some of the changes we wish would never have happened in our lives. Some changes we are glad. So we're glad for some moments in our lives that that changed us. And we're sad and, and some moments that changed us in other ways. But nevertheless, there's moments of time that change us the course of our lives and our paths forever. September 11, 2001 was a moment in time that changed the lives and the course of this nation and this world forever. It was a moment of change. Was it a happy moment? No. It was a sad, terrible, horrible, horrifying moment. But it was a moment that put into motion change throughout the world we will never be the same as a people as a nation as a world we will never be the same as a result of that moment god wants to take moments in our lives to change us god is always watchful over your life god wants to impart change god at work in us is about changing us God didn't take hold of us to keep us just the way we are. God comes in our life to change us for the good. For the good. But some change to us is, is, is not comfortable and, and sometimes we don't want to go into that change, but God makes such moments in our lives that change us. And so God wants to take the moments of our life to change us And we must realize that those moments of change are important because they set the course of our life. And so the truth is that as the moments of our life are, so are the hours and the days which those moments build. uh, Moments of our lives are like building blocks of our life. The moments that we experience are building blocks in our life. And every moment is another block, building us, setting us on a new course, strengthening us, doing whatever is necessary. 
throughout the Word of God, we see how often great and mighty were the works of the Lord Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit in those moments. When Jesus was with the 5,000 and he uttered some words and he called for the fish, those little words that, that, that were uttered, they changed the whole, the whole course of that moment. And what happened? 5,000 were fed in that moment. And what happened if that moment never happened? God would have never been glorified. There would have been no praise. There would have been no story in the Bible if that moment hadn't happened. You can look throughout the whole Word of God and you can see that, that there are moments that made, that changed the lives and the courses of men and women in, in, in many different ways. Again, if those moments were missed, God's praise, where would it be? But every day in our lives, moments are happening and moments are not happening. We can make a moment. We can put ourselves in positions where moments happen for change in our lives. Moments are just not happenstance. They just don't basically happen. Sometimes we can put ourselves in places where we can allow God to take that moment and change us. And, and and work in our lives. As you're sitting here today, and you're hearing a word, the word, you're hearing a sermon, you're hearing a message, whatever it might be, it's not the whole sermon, it's not the whole message that is going to change you. It's that moment that you hear something that clicks in your spirit, that changes you, that that sticks to you, that cleaves to you inwardly, that changes you. Many times I sat in, I sat listening to the preacher preach. And it wasn't the whole thing. And I used to outline. I used to take notes. And I used to outline everything I heard. That was the way I trained myself. That I took notes of the preacher. Whoever it was that was up there preaching, I was outlining him, writing down. Because that gets it into your spirit. But it's not the whole thing. It's one or two things that while he was, while he was ministering the word up there, one or two things just Boom! In that moment, just ministered to me and changed me. Imparted into my life that which I was walking with that changed me. So it's a moment that you hear something. Why is it important to incline your ear? Why is it important to hear, listen to the Word of God? Because you don't know if you're listening, something will enter in that will change your life, impart into you hope, faith, Whatever you need, everyone sitting here today needs something different. Needs to hear something different. I don't know what it is you really need to hear today. The Lord knows. And the Lord can take something that is being said and open your eyes, open your ears, open your heart and drop it right in. In that moment of time, you've received from the Lord something that will change the course of your thoughts, of your actions, of your dreams, of your desires. I remember sitting in a service one day, and the Lord spoke to me out of what was being said, launch out into the deep. The Lord dropped that, and that was a thing that, that verse, that one thing, the rest of the sermon, I don't know where it went to, but when God dropped that into, into my spirit, that was it. And I was starting to say, Lord, what are you, what are you saying to me? But that changed the course of my life. 
in, in um, that's only one instance. And so sermons, when you hear the word of God, it's one thing that God speaks and drops into you. And even when you're speaking to someone on the street, if you're in conversation with someone, you might remember just one part of that conversation that sticks with you. And it's not the whole thing, it's just that one thing. So in a moment of time, God can drop his word into your heart and into your spirit that changes you. When you're praying, when we come and pray together, when you're praying together, there's a moment in that time of prayer that God can speak to you or touch you in such a way that you're forever changed. You can spend an hour in prayer, but the minute that God speaks to you, the minute that you hear from God, the minute that you know that God heard you, there's a change and a transformation in your life. Your life is never the same. There's a moment when you're reading the Word of God, as I was the other the other day, reading the Word of God, and all of a sudden, boom, something just drops. It's it's like it it just, it just I don't know what it it just that's it that's it, and you're stuck on that. You're not stuck on it, but you're focused on it, and God just develops it from there because in that moment of reading and meditating on the Word, God just puts something in your spirit, drops something in you that changes you, that, that brings your whole focus into, into, into something. And so it's important to be in prayer. It's important to be in work, in His Word, in praise and worship. There's a moment when God can touch you like never before. I remember I had a, a there's, I'm not giving one instance, but I'll tell you one time when I was in, years back, I had a, I don't know what I was doing. I was working hard, putting in long hours and whatever. And I just got a pain from from here back. And everybody was saying, ah, oh, it must be, must be sciatic or something. It was a constant pain. And I was in pain. And I went up to, and I went and I laid down on the altar and I was worshiping God. And as I was worshiping God, in a moment, that pain was gone. Never to come back. And so as I worshiped God, in a moment... The Lord lifted that. And that moment made me tr- trust and believe evermore in the Lord and, and in His touch. Oh, He touched me. Oh, He touched me and made me whole. That's real because I know in that moment, when I, when, when I was hurting, in that moment, the Lord touched me. With my back... My back was so, and I was such pain once for months, for months. I had men pray over me, anoint me. I went everywhere, whoever, whatever minister that I trusted, I went to him and said, lay, or her, and lay hands on me. Pray over me. Believe God with me. But there was a moment in time when the Lord touched me and it was healed and it was gone. And so there's moments when God touches us. Never give up on the Lord. Never give up. Never give up. Continue. Be persistent in your prayer. Be persistent in your faith. Be persistent in your walk with the Lord. Be persistent in prayer. Be persistent in reading the Word. Be persistent in praise and worship. Because there's a moment in time when that's all it takes. is one moment. And the Lord delivers you. The Lord heals you. The Lord gives you the answer. The Lord gives you the decision. The Lord shows you the way. The Lord opens your eyes in a moment. And we don't know when that moment could be. 
But in a moment, God touches you and God does something in your life that forever changes you. That is the glorious hope of a living God. In a moment of time, if you put yourself in the right place and you allow, you give God your time, say, here am I, Lord. In a moment, the Lord can touch you and and do wonders in your life. Why? When we call people up, when ministers call and ask for those who need prayer, why doesn't people come? Why is it like pulling teeth sometimes? I'm not saying it's like that here. But why is it that they got to persist and persist and persist? Because in that moment of time when the Holy Spirit is leading, whatever it might be, whatever the call might be, when the Holy Spirit is called, that's the moment in time When something can change your life, can be changed forever. Whenever I was in a service, wherever I was, in the many years of of growing in ministry, from when I was first young, born again as a young believer, whenever there was a call for prayer or for whatever, I was first one up there. I would race you to the altar because I believed God. That in that moment, that was the moment of decision. That was the moment of putting my faith and trust in the Lord. I would race you to that altar. I would want to be there. When the doors of the church were open, I was the first one in the door. Because I didn't want to miss a moment in the presence of God. I knew and I knew what God, how God has touched me. I know the touch of the Lord. I know that He lives. I know that He's real. I know that He's not just words in a book, that He is a living God who cares about us, who touches our infirmities, who touches us when we're, when we're doubtful, who touches us when, when, when we don't know which, when we have a decision to make left, right, what do I do? What, the Lord, I put myself in that place where I can be touched in a moment of time and receive what I need from the Lord. Every time I sat and listened to the Word, I wasn't looking at the person next to me and saying, oh man, he or she needs that Word. I was saying, Lord, I need a Word. I need in this moment. I need, I need, I need, I need your Word. I need what heaven has for me in this hour. And God always, always, always deposited something that helped me, that grew me, that built me, that matured me, that corrected me. Anything that I needed, God deposited in me because I was hungry and looking for it. I said, Lord, in a moment, I know that in a moment of time, in your house, in your presence, you can touch me. You can give me what is necessary and needed for me to change, to be more like you. To be more loving, more compassionate, more whatever, more whatever, 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 whatever it was. Moments in the presence of God enrich our lives. That's why the Word of God says, One day in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. Because it's in that moment of time in the house of the Lord, you can't get or find in any shopping mall. You can go a thousand days to the most biggest malls, and you can't, you can't get, you can't find what one moment in the house of the Lord God can do to, for you. And so moments enrich our lives. And if we don't give God opportunities for those moments... And we take our, ourselves and we gratify ourselves in our, in our self-desires outside. We're missing the moments that God can so touch our lives 
in such powerful ways that we'll never be the same. And that's why I always put myself, I'm speaking for me, I always put myself in places where I say, Lord, I'm looking for that moment of heaven when you can touch me. Do I pray? Do I read the word? Yes. Is God with me 24-7? Yes. But there are special moments in, in, the, in the kingdom, the way God works. There's special times. That's why he calls us together. He can touch us at home. He can, in a moment at home, he can touch us. And driving your car. I know there's moments when I was driving, way back when I was working, I was driving in my van, and, and I'd, be, I'd be weeping for the things of God, for the kingdom of God. I'd be weeping for souls. I remember driving on the roads at night and seeing streams of headlights when I was in Jersey, of cars, headlights and taillights at night all lit up, and I would weep. I would weep, saying, Lord, how many of these souls are going to be lost how many of these souls don't know you? And I would pray for those cars as they went by and as I went by them. I would pray. Moments of time, God gives you a burden for the lost and for whatever. And so if you're in the presence of God, there's moments when God puts it on your heart to pray for someone. Then pray for that person. Because that's a moment when your prayer, you don't know the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Do you ever wake up? And God has put someone on your heart and you don't know why? Well, there's a reason. That's a moment that God has called you to, to pray for someone. Because there's a need. You don't have to know it. God knows it. But God has hooked you up in that moment of time to help meet meet that need. And so, look for those moments. Live for those moments when God touches you. Even in Sunday school. There's moments that enrich and teach us. There's things, uh, there's one man who says that a moment's insight is worth, sometimes is worth a life's experience. Again, when you're in Sunday school or you're in, you're listening to the Word, one moment of what you hear can be worth a whole lifetime of experience. You can gain in that moment of time wisdom that you can't gain in a lifetime outside of the Word. And so it's precious, it's valuable to be in the presence of of the Lord. Moments change our lives. In love, there's moments that we love that change us. I love my wife. I love her. And when I said to her, will you marry me? And she said yes. When we went to the altar, and before that minister, we exchanged vows and the rings went on, our lives, in that moment, our lives were forever entwined. In that moment, our lives were forever changed. There was a new course in our lives. We were no longer living, live, living by ourselves, but now we were living as one. So there's moments in life when even in those relationship times, it's, it changes the course of the rest of our life. That's a moment that can never be taken away. A moment that I cherish, but a moment that set us on a course of, that changed us forever. There's a moment even in death that changes our life. And if some of you heard my testimony, my father died in my arms, I couldn't save him. That's a moment in time that changed me and my family forever. I'll never be the same after that. Never could be. And so change happens. It's a course of action. It sets a course of action in our life. We can't go back. And death made me realize we are not living forever. 
We are not living forever on this earth. There is a day and a time when we will depart from these bodies and we will stand before the Lord, either to enter into the kingdom of God or to be separated from Him forever. I want to live in the kingdom of God. I want to be with the Lord of glory forever. And so my life, I set my course on that life to live for the Lord, to be living with the Lord forever. And so my times and my days are set in the things of God so that God can take the moments of my life to enrich me and grow me and strengthen me and build my faith and my hope and all that we are. He brings us from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Even in achievements, in the thing you achieve in life, they set the course for your life. You go to school to learn. You're, you're investing your time. You're investing your energy. You're investing your life. Why? Because when you graduate, when you get that diploma, there's a course set for you. Now your life is, is changed. You're on, a, you're on a whole different road. And so things in the natural change us. But things God wants to change us in our spirit for our spiritual growth. Second Corinthians says, For our light affliction which is but for a moment, our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Nobody wants affliction for a moment. We don't want affliction for a second, do we? But does it come? Do we experience it? Do we believe God? He's a healer and a miracle worker? Yes, absolutely. But in, in but our, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Those moments of affliction that you that we might think are so long in the scope of eternity, they're only a moment in time. But the Lord says those moments are working for us, not against us. The Bible says they are working for us as a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. So as we walk with the Lord, no matter what, the Lord sees us through, brings us through. But everything we go through, every moment that we have lived through is for our good. God is working for us. So God is working for me. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who walk according to His Spirit. As you diligently seek the Lord and follow after the Lord, everything that happens in your life, the Lord is going to work it out for the good. Walk with the Lord. Corinthians 15.52 says, In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. Do you live for that? Do you believe that? That someday, we don't know when, but someday, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. How fast is the twinkling of an eye? We shall be changed, become incorruptible in the Lord. That's a moment I long for. But there's moments now that we can experience with the Lord. In Luke it says the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. 
Temptations come to us in a moment of time. But is that moment of time when we need a decision to be made? What's more important? The pleasures of sin for a season or the eternal weight of glory? To live in the kingdom of God. To know my God. To choose to walk with God. And so in a moment of time, Jesus himself was tempted. And he said, get thou behind me, Satan. And that's what we have to say to temptations. In those moments of time, And there are moments when you will be tempted. There are moments. Yes, you can shake your head. There are moments when you will be tempted. No one in this congregation, not even me, is exempt from temptation. Jesus himself was not exempt from temptation. You are not exempt from temptation. Can you overcome? Yes. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And as the Lord grows us and matures us, we are able in those moments of temptation to say, No! Get thee behind me, Satan. And so there's moments of time that we have to understand. And should we fall, should we give in to that temptation, we need to look to the Lord who says, Get up! Get up! And... And just, just, Bible says, confess, be forgiven, and set on that road again with the Lord. Don't stay down. Get up. Get up. And the next time there's a moment like that, let's learn. Let's get stronger. But there are moments. And the Lord says in, in Isaiah, in that day, singing unto her a vineyard of red wine. And we could see the church in here because the red wine was, the meaning of red wine was the best wine in the vineyard. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And Father God is the dresser of the vineyard. Remember we gave that whole sermon on, on the vine and the vine dresser? God looks at us as his people as the best coming out of that vineyard. As a son of God, as a child of God, there is no comparison. There's none better than a child, a son, or a daughter of God. Every one of you is a child, a son, a daughter of God. There is nothing better. There is no greater, uh, there is no, angels aren't greater than you. You are greater than angels. Angels are made lower than us. And so, as a born again child of God, you are the best that God has. There's nothing better. And so God says, you, my vineyard is the best. My vineyard produces the best. And so God at work in you is bringing forth the best in you. You are the best. There is nothing more that, that, that you can look for. You are the best. The Son of God. The child of God. And it says, every and I the Lord do keep it. The Lord is watchful. Over your life. He never slumbers nor sleeps. He doesn't go to bed and wake up and say, Oh, what happened to so and so while I was sleeping? The Lord is forever watchful over your life. The Lord never slumbers nor sleeps. What an encouragement. What, whoa, that is so good to know that we have to sleep, but while we're sleeping, the Lord is watchful over our lives every moment. Listen, every moment the Lord is watchful over your life. 
We live for the moments, but God, every moment He's working in our lives, He's watchful over our lives, He never slumbers nor sleeps. And it shows the care and the constant regard. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Because every moment of time, God is watchful over you. And so we have to put our times before Lord and say, Lord, I want moments that you touch me in a special way. I want moments where you'll you'll speak to me, that I can hear in a clear and a mighty way. Uh, we need to seek out special moments with the Lord. The Lord is with us 24-7. He lives with us. But we need, as believers, we need to look for and seek for and live for those moments when they... when. God can touch us and impart to us in such a special and mighty way. And God, it says, in, they'll stay here, Lindsay, uh, but in Corinthians 3, 6, it says, I planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. God uses His Word, ministers and teachers, to impart to us, to water us. We are watered by the Word of God. That's why we need to hear the Word of God, because God is watering us How? By hearing His Word, imparting His Word into our lives, into our spirit. He's growing us. He's watering us. When you water a plant, it's giving nourishment so that plant can grow. If you don't water a plant, what's going to happen to it after a while? It's going to wither, get weak, and it's not going to be able to produce fruit because it's weak, and it will eventually die. But if it's watered... It grows and it grows and it produces and it gets strong. And so the water of the water that God gives us is His Word. And so it's, He says, I, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered. We all have a part in, in, in growing the Lord's vineyard. Isaiah 58, 11, stay here again, Lindsay. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. See, God is trying to take care of us every moment of every day throughout from now until eternity. But we have to put ourselves in positions where we can say, Lord, I want that moment of life change. I want that moment of whatever it is, healing, of counsel, of direction. I need that moment. And how does it happen? By you putting yourselves, by us putting ourselves in positions of place, whether it's in prayer, in God's Word, in His house, in Sunday school. We're putting ourselves in places. We're putting ourselves in the presence of the Lord, looking for that moment, for that touch from God. If you believe... If you believe that God is willing and desirous to touch you in a moment of time that will forever change you, you don't know when it's going to happen, but you believe that it is going to happen. I believe it. I don't know when. When I sat in those sermons, I didn't know when it was going to come, but I knew in my spirit, I went in there saying, I know I'm going to hear from God. I know God is going to touch me. I know I'm going to come out of this with with a touch from the Lord, an impartation of God. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I don't know at what point, in the beginning, at the end, in the middle, but I knew it was going to happen. And so when we expect God to touch us in a moment of time, He will. It will happen. But if we go somewhere or do something and we don't expect it, 
we might miss it. We might miss that moment that could have changed us. I remember hearing people say, walk out of the service and say, "Uh, I didn't get fed. I didn't get nothing out of that. I was blessed. What was the difference? One was looking to receive. One was looking to criticize and be judgmental. One had closed ears. One had open ears. And I've heard it more than one time. People would come in and walk out and say, I didn't get fit. I didn't get anything from that. But I was saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for that good word that you deposited into my life. And so it's your art attitudes. If we look for that moment of touch and impartation from God, God will make it happen. It will happen. If we go in there not wanting to hear or going in with some other motive or agenda, we're going to go out with that motive or agenda. But if we go in with a, looking for that life-changing moment, impartation for God, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I just want to look at two portions, three portions of Scripture real quick. Matthew chapter 23. Lindsay, you can go there. Matthew chapter 23, verse number 37. God wants to take moments of our lives for, to, to impart us, to change us for good. God loves us. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. God gives us beauty for ashes. God gives us hope. God imparts dreams and vision into our heart. God connects with us so that He can lead us and guide us in the way that we should go, which is a good way. And it's in those moments of time that God wants to take hold of us and impart to us that which keeps us and it sparks us. It makes us ever more praising. Our praise and worship explodes when God touches and imparts to us. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that hast killed us the prophet and stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered? God sent prophets and men to Jerusalem, but they stoned them. They didn't want to hear. They stoned them. They were critical. They were judgmental. They stoned them, which are sent. And how often, how often, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings? And ye would not. God is always looking for that moment to speak to you, to impart to our lives. And in Jerusalem, he was always, always in trying to speak to them, to get their attention, to give them a moment of revelation, a moment of understanding, a moment when they would understand God's love, God's care, God's provision. He was always looking for that moment when they would open their ears and hear. And instead, they pick up stones and they were stoning the prophets, saying, we don't want to hear. We'll get away. We don't want to know. And they missed the moment. Jerusalem missed the moments. Not just the moment, but moments they missed it. Was it God's fault that they missed it? It was their own choosing, their own desires to shut out those moments when God desires to speak to them. And what was the result of those missed moments? Because they chose to miss those moments. The next verse tells us. The next verse, verse 38. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Because they missed the moments that God wanted to love on them and speak on them and impart into them, their house was left desolate. You see, those moments change our lives. 
for the good or for the worse. God doesn't want us to be desolate. God doesn't want us to be barren. God doesn't want us to be, to be left without things. God wants us to take hold of those moments that he can love on us and impart to us what we need for our lives at that particular moment in time in our lives. How many of you know that as you live life, there's times when you need one thing, and then there's as you journey on down in life, you need now something else. You don't need what you needed before. Now you need something else. And as you journey on, then you need something else. And every time is there's something you need, something different, something else. You need... But in every point of your life, God wants to take a moment to give you what you need to bring you through to the next one. And he says to them, For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Even the Lord gives them a hope that if they change and take a moment, make a moment in their lives when they will pray and call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord will speak to them and come to them. Even though they close the Lord out, even though we miss moments, the Lord is always saying, If you call upon my name, that moment will be right there for you. He never, thank God, he never closes us out. He never shuts out the, the, even though we missed moments. How many of us missed, don't raise your hand. How many of us missed moments with the Lord? We've all missed moments. But the Lord is faithful and loving and persistent that if we missed it, call upon my name. Praise me, worship me, put yourself in that place and boom. The moment will come that your house will be blessed. Your spiritual house, your physical house, your your material house, everything will be blessed. God will bless you. God always wants you to come into that, give him, put yourself in that place where that moment of blessing and impartation can come. In Acts chapter 3, verse number 2, there was a certain man, laying from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple. And then he was every day, 24-7, he was being carried to the gate called beautiful because he was uh, infirm. And Peter came by one day and he said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, I give you. There was a moment in time, 24-7 was this man without hope, looking for something, looking for someone. And in one moment of time, here comes Peter, sent by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, and he says, silver and gold have I got none, but what I have I give unto you. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bone received strength. In a moment of time, this man's life was forever changed. The course of his life would never be the same again. Because in a moment of time, God sent someone with mercy and compassion and love to change the course of this man's life. God is a life changer. He changes the course of our lives. He wants to take us out of those things that hinder us. And in a moment of time, 24-7, you think that man was... But in a moment of time, you see what I mean? Be persistent with the Lord. Don't give up in your prayers. Don't give up in your faith. Don't give up in your hope. Continue to believe the Lord. One day, in a moment of time, this man's life was forever changed. 
And finally, John chapter 8, I'm going to end with this. John chapter 8, the woman caught in adultery. John chapter 8, verse 7. There was a woman caught in adultery, and and they were about to stone her. The scribes and the Pharisees brought her out and said, here's a woman caught in adultery. She needs to be stoned to death. Caught in adultery means that she was caught in the act. But the question I always come up with is, where's the man? If they caught her in the act of adultery, the Bible says, the Old Testament says that both the man and the woman who are committing adultery need to be brought forth and stoned to death. But now, the scribes and Pharisees are bringing just the woman. Where's the man? Where's the beef? Where's the man? He's not there. So what was this woman, was this woman being set up? I mean, what was the story here? You don't know what the story is. And so they were about to stone her. Did things look good for her? Very dismal. They had stones gathered around, and she was right there, ready to be stoned. But in a moment of time, Jesus walks into her life. Can you imagine that moment? Here comes Jesus. When it seems like everybody's against you, nobody's for you, everybody wants to see you done in. It looks like, huh? There's no way out here. But yet, in a moment of time, Jesus walks into that situation. And what does he do? He did what he did. You know the whole story. And nobody stoned her. They walked away. And he said, woman, where are your accusers? Go and sin no more. In a moment of time, Jesus comes into your life and delivers you. Has mercy on you. Has grace. And so... Look for those moments of time. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you face, know that in a moment of time, all you need is Jesus to show up. All you need is Jesus to give you a word of wisdom, a word of counsel, a word of guidance, a word of healing, a word of whatever. A moment. It only takes a moment that changes your life forever. Hallelujah. We serve a God who cares about us, who's watchful over us, who waters us for our good, that we be not hurt, that we be not damaged, that we will continue to grow. You're the very best because you're God's children. We are his sons and his daughters, and he waters us every moment, every moment. Stand with me this morning as we close.